Blog Talk Radio. True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. But we're going to 
not leave them down at our feet. But it got to be a base set up for them to come in and sit down at our feet. But we got to be in order when that happens. That's what we call these broadcasts to see those that's going to be in order. And how you being in order is by you understanding these scriptures. You ain't bumming all around when it comes down to just says Yahweh. And that's the game changer because we know one thing. Land, school, banquet hall, radio station, it's all in the making. Because uh, Romans 4, 17 says, you call things although they not as they are. Because it's going to happen. And he says, fear do one thing. Find out who's going to be able to do the Bible. Do the Bible. Because when big dignitaries come in, you can't be in every spot at the same time. You've got to have brothers and sisters that prepare to help them out. Wake them up in the Word. Wake them up. Make their mind burn in this Word. And that's the game changer, see, bro. We got to make your mind burn, but we got to show you how you make their mind burn. It's going to make their mind burn by putting a match to it. You got to put some scriptures to them. You got it? Good. All right, let's see what's coming on stage for this uh, take number 119. We see uh, one of the up and coming teachers out of Camp 1. We see uh, the young lion, Israel. See, we bring him in, see if he's ready to hold that microphone with a lot of bass and do his part as he does say as Yahweh. Brother Titus Israel, up and coming teacher out of Cat 1. Yahweh beat you there, see, right? Yahweh bless you there. See you. Israel. Oh, see, Roy. Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah. Now, that sounds like he ready to do something. I like that. And we also got Sister Julius is coming on stage. You see, I'm going to hide that microphone. I remember last week my microphone we had me a squeal with it. And I was all over the place like but this time I'm ready. I'm ready to harm that microphone and grand stop. You gonna see? Hey, Sister Judith, one of the sisters out of Cap One. Yahweh bid you that see royal. <clears throat> Yahweh bless you, Seer Israel of Sea Royal. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, All right, thank you. Ready to go too? I like that. I like. I like that. That's a great thing. So now, young line, we might get something going on. By looking at Matthew chapter 10, 19, then stroll right over to um, Luke chapter 21, verse 15, then get me um, Luke 12, 12. So we gave you three scriptures there, young lion. Let's see if you click it all three of them in grand style. What did he give you? Matthew chapter 10, verse 19. Then go right to 21, 15 of Luke. Then stop at yeah, All right, you got all three of them, young line. Take your time to let 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 me, let me hear you do your part. Come on. Matthew chapter 10, verse 19, read. And when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what you should speak. But it should be given you at that same hour what you should speak. Luke chapter 21, 
Verse 13. Luke 21. Verse 13 reads, For I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which all your adversaries should not be able to gainsay nor resist. Book of Luke, chapter 12. Verse 12. Read, But the righteous spirit shall teach you at the same hour what you ought to say.
See, we got to look back. So we don't get the same ball for the young line now to take it over. Exactly, for instance, exactly. Book of Maccabees, chapter 4, verse 7. You know, keep reading. So everything we get ready to read now, it hasn't been done away with. It's for your learning to not to make the same mistakes we get ready to read. What is that, young line? Take the time. Second Corinthians, I mean, second book of, that, I can read a book called Apocrypha, those on the, on the international side. Out of the book that was taken around, I'll let you out your, your King James 16, 11, all 80 books in it. There's so many plays that we can read in verse 2, Maccabees, chapter 4, verse 7. No, young line, it's all yours now. Come on. The book of 2 Maccabees, chapter 4, verse 7 reads, After the death of Delicia, Delicia, when Antiochus, called Epiphany, took the kingdom, Jason, the brother of Onias, labored underhand to be high priest. Verse 8, promising unto the king by intercession, Three hundred and three scores talents of silver and of another revenue eighty talents. Verse nine. Besides it, he promised to assign a hundred and fifty more. And if he might have license to set him up a place for exercise and for the training up of youth in the fashion of the heathen, the nation of Esau and his five sons. And to write them of Yadah Judah by the name of Antiochian. Verse 10. Which when the king had granted, he had got it into his hand, the rule. He forthwith brought his own nation to the Greekish fashion. Verse 11. And the royal privilege granted of the special favor to Yadah Judah by the means of John the father of Apollonius, he went ambassador to Rome for enmity. And A, he took away and put it down the governments which were according to the law. He brought up new customs against the law. Verse 12. For he built gladly a place of exercise under the tower itself and brought the chief young man under his subjection and made them wear a hat. Verse 13. Now such was the height of Greek fashion and increase of the hedonists, nation of Esau, his five sons, and through the seemingly profaneness of Jason, that the unyakwali wretch and no high priest. Verse 14, that the priest had no courage to serve any more at the altar, but despising the temple and neglecting the sacrifice, has to be partaken of the unlawful allowance in the place of exercise. After the game of disgust, called them forth. Verse 15, now said it by the honor of their father, but like it, the honor of the Greeks, best of all. 
verse 16. By reason whereof, such calamity came upon them, and they had them to be their enemies and avengers, whose customs they followed so earnestly, and unto whom they desired to be like in all things. Verse 17. For it is not a light thing to do wickedly against the laws of Yahweh, but the time followed should declare these things. Verse 18. That would again. That's good. That's good. Now you think, what did you stop to bring in uh, verse 8? Sixteen and seventeen now, young line. See, what do we say in verse eight and skip out sixteen and seventeen? What is that in there, young line? Right. Second Maccabees chapter four, verse eight, skip down verse sixteen and seventeen. Second Maccabees chapter four, verse eight. Promise it unto the king by intercession, three hundred and three scores talent of silver. And of another revenue, eighty talent. Verse sixteen. No, no, hold on, hold on. That verse eight again. I'm, I'm looking for him to. What verse is that? Where he, he was moving underhand. What verse is that? He was reading under. I thought I was verse eight there, young lion. Uh, he was working with all the nations underhand. What verse is that? That young lion. All right, try oh, Second Maccabees chapter four. All right. They were working on their hands. You read it already. I thought it was verse eight. It was uh, verse ten. Verse ten. Okay, read verse ten. Verse ten. All right. Second Maccabees chapter four, verse ten. Now, which the king had granted, he had got it unto his hand, the rule. The form with brought his own nation to the Greek is fast. Now, 
understand when you hear it comes to it happens under him. That's what I'm looking for. This man was moving. He had a nice fat pocket. He was moving under him. See, that's what he was doing. See, that, that's stuff we got to watch. He's sitting on the camp. When somebody there, it might be a computer. They might, they might be uh, St. John 724. See, what we do, we watch people. We got to watch people on the page of the book. So in 724, St. John, see, let's go see out what it says. John chapter 7, verse 24. John chapter 7, verse 24 reads, Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. So, when we make, when we make a call, in, what do the Bible say we're supposed to do? How are we supposed to judge that situation? Judge, uh, judge righteous judgment. Yeah. Do not and, judge and according I, to the appearance. Okay, not appearance. So we don't worry about how you skinning and grinning. We gotta judge righteous. And how you how do you judge righteous? Yeah, by reading six twenty five of the book of Deuteronomy. You precept that. So when when the big dignitaries come in and you have a lot of them come in, it'll be Oh, this cover looks so nice, it's so pretty. It looks nice. That's, that's good. But now you if you don't look nice, because they look nice and quote the Greek or quote the team or you gonna look in this book and judge them right. And I judge right according to Deuteronomy six twenty five. What is that? What do we say? What is that? Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 25. Verse 25 reads, And it shall be our righteousness if we observe to do all these commandments before the Yahweh, our Yahweh, as he have commanded us. So when we judge, we got to judge what kind of way? Righteousness order of the Righteousness. According to the body. Righteousness will be, uh, we found out, we found out, that this man right here, he went to the king of the sins of Esau, and he was moving under him. That, that means he was not dealing right, but he had all the, he was getting his winning. But you got to watch the ones that come under him. They might come in. And put a suitcase just like you see. Put them up. When you start speaking in tongues. See? But how do you know that you have not been set up under him? A young lion, look at the definition of what do that mean by Pro. C O I E T E L P R O. What what does that mean? 
What does that mean there? Young man, C-O-I-N-T-E-L-P-R-O. What does that word mean there, young man, while we are looking at something? We're trying to examine something. So, to soon or later, all you have, all of them come at you, and they're going to try to flatter it. And you got to know how to take a deep breath and see what the Bible says before you make a mistake. So, what's that definition mean? C O I N T E L P R O. Hey, young man, what, what does that mean now? Come on. Okay, you say C O I N T E L P R O? Yeah. Contail Pro. That was, that was, I, won't, I won't know about that. What is that? What does that mean? Okay, Contel Pro. It says uh, United States Government Program. Also known as County Intelligence Program. Written by... Yeah. Yes. Okay, Cartel Pro stands for Counterintelligence Program, which was a series of illegal projects run by the FBI from 1956 to 1971. Uh, it, was, it was ran by who? Who, y'all FBI. And, and, and what were they doing? And what were they doing there? Oh, y'all, we need a little bit more. Remember, we got it. We got it. Because when we think 
give me that. Give me four, four seventeen in Rome. Give me four seventeen in Rome. Romans chapter four, verse seventeen. Romans chapter four, verse seventeen reads, "As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before him whom he believed, even Yahweh, who quickened the dead and called it those things which be not as though they were." Right. So, yeah, our job is to. Build you up. But all they can build you up is through the church. And you got to know what to look for and understand that those seal provisions is. See, those seal provisions, uh, Mr. Judas, can you give me Isaiah 62, verse 1, and skip down to 5 this way? So we, we, we own something, but I don't know what we own right now, but this is the way the lesson is going. But let's want to understand the fear of this. We're still going to read in Isaiah 52, verse 1. And take a deep breath before you take out breathe. And pause for a minute. Then give me Isaiah 62, verse 1, 5 through 12. Take the time that's what you do and let's enlighten the national audience on where we're coming from. Isaiah 62, verse 1, 5 to 12, come up. Isaiah chapter 62, verse 1, skip down to verse 5 to 12. Isaiah 62, verse 1 reads, For Yadda do the sake, will I not hold my peace? And for Yadda do the sake, I will not rest until the righteous thereof go forth as brightness, and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth. Hold that point. Hold that point. But when he said he's not going to rest until the righteous dog get a hold of the thing. Now, that was your opportunity right there. The righteous means, what is the biblical definition of the righteous? Again, in 625, I'm going to put him out there. Because he said, I'm not going to rest until the righteous Get a hold of this thing. What do you mean by the righteous? He said, I'm not going to rest. I'll read that verse again. So, what is the biblical definition of the righteous? Back to Deuteronomy 6 25. What's that mean? Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 25. <clears throat> Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 25 reads, And it shall be our righteousness. If we were, if we observe to do all these commandments before the Yaqua, I Yaqua, as he have commanded, have commanded us. Uh, now, on, now on that point, now we go back and read one verse again, Isaiah 62, verse 1. We're going to read one verse again, and we're going to try to analyze this verse. This is, what, this is what the angel came out of heaven to tell Isaiah on Yahweh, the father and son's position. What he said in 62 verse 1 again now? Isaiah chapter 62 verse 1. Verse 1 reads, For Yahweh do the sake, will I not hold my peace? And for Yahweh do the sake, I will not rest. Until the, right, the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness and the salvation thereof 
as a lamp that burneth. Okay. He said, I'm not going to rest until Judah get in and take care of my business. I can, I'm not going to rest until Judah understands it's time now, Judah. It's time to wake up. Because he said, not, not only that, salvation, he brought in salvation. So there's a great responsibility on Judah because he said, I'm not going to rest. He said, Judah, get in his proper position and, and issue out the salvation. And the capital. Uh, it was prophesied, young man. Put a mark on there. I ain't doing that. What you what you was reading? You know? But see, remember one thing: when we come on this airway, we don't know where we're going. We are, we get by the channel of the conversation. That's how we put a lesson together. So you know, it, uh, I've been told, well, still, what what title of lesson gonna be? Well, how do I know what title of lesson gonna be? I don't know. I'm not saying it publicly because the way we teach is spirit led from Yahweh. We don't know what to be taught. But we know one thing that in the book, but we know one thing if it happens once before that, young line, in EZRA chapter 12, see, this happened. Chapter 4, verse 18 to verse 20. Ezra chapter 4, verse 18 reads, The letter which you sent unto us has been plainly read before me. Verse 19, And I commanded, and search had been made, and it is found that this city of old time had made insurrection against kings, and that rebellion and sedition have been made therein. Verse 20. There have been mighty kings over Yadah Judah, which have ruled over all countries beyond the river, and told tribute and custom was paid unto them. So, here's a record, but I know many have went to school, college, been taken on another four more years of high education. And they, and they never knew that it was what for a time ago that the children of Judah ruled over all nations, not some of the nations. They ruled over all nations. I wonder why we never were told that Judah, what for a time ago, ruled over all nations. And then tribute and told was paid to them. That means they brought their tickets in and brought to them, whatever nation it was. I wonder why we never knew nothing about that. And that's why we got to bring to the table before our grandparents, 
really get out and get out and get into the ground to understand that we, once upon a time, was not the begging group that we are today. We rule over all of the nations. But we lost it. But now, that's why we say, help us, help you, to rehearse the righteous act on what for a time ago we were in this position and how we lost the position, we're going to show you how we lost it. But also we're going to show you how, how to get it back. But you got to watch new and know that once for a time ago you was the, the big hit. Every nation came down to see you. Judah. Everybody came to see you. They brought their ten percent and put it at your feet. All the nations. And what did Judah look like, also to Judah? Let's see. You put a face on Judah. What do they look like in Jeremiah fourteen verse two? Let's find out what do the tribe of Judah look like according to the Bible. What do they look like? Fourteen verse two of Jeremiah. What they look like? <coughs> Jeremiah chapter 14, verse 2. Jeremiah chapter 14, verse 2 reads, Judah, what's that? Judah mourneth, and the gates thereof lavish. They are language, black. Language. They are black onto the ground, and the cry of Yada Judah is gone up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what color? is the tribe of Judah according to the Bible. They are black to the ground. Black. So the people that used to run things according to the records of red plainly in the big biggest there here. Judah used to run things and the color of Judah is black to the ground. Yeah. They black to the ground. These were what you call black folks. And and but what happened to Judah? Big dignitaries got together. Look, Judah. No, just I'll let young Ryan knock that out. They got together in this um same thing we was reading about this corn tail crow. But they got together in a corn tail crow and done what? What did you do in uh, 83 verse 4? We'll read so we get out corn. So when you when you was reading about the corn tail crows, they got together and done this to you. Then I was that definition again. This was angel came and telling came to talk to David to put this in the right. Because whenever you on the right track, understand you will be busy. And it was prophesied in Psalms 83, verse 4. We read a little bit. What did it say that young line? 83, verse 4. Let's read a little bit. What did it say? Book of Psalms, chapter 83, verse 4. They have said, Come and let us cut them off. But be in the nation that the name of Israel may be no more. And remember. Yeah. 
verse 5. For they are consorted together, but one consent. They are confederate against you. Verse 6. The tabernacles of Esau and the Israelites of Moab and the Hangarim. Verse 7. Gibal and Amos and Amalek, the Philistines and the inhabitants of Tyre. chapter 50, verse 7. Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 7 reads, All that found them have devoured them. And their adversary said, We offend not, because they have sinned against the Yahweh, the habitations of justice, even the Yahweh, the hope of their fathers. Lies that have been told about you 
but bring in the truth that you have to be about. Truth is in his Bible. Matter of fact, um, let's bring um, Mother Eve. Mother Eve, to listen to him. Now, you know, old Mother Eve, I want to get a hard microphone, too. I want to do my part, too, no doubt about it. Hey, Mother Eve, one of the mothers out of Camp One, got my BGFC right. Mother E. That's Mother E. I thought that was Mother E. All right, number nine. That's not Mother E. Okay. So now you see, that's why we got to, we got to build up this ministry. And I can build this ministry up through this book. You can build up through the Bible. But you got to understand that all the stuff you have learned through these institutions, it don't lie to us about. Because we always get trapped up. And our job is to build you up. Um, hold on. It's just do this. What do, what do Ishikar Boyd talk about in Joe 26? Job 22, verse 23, down to verse 26. What is that in Job 22, verse 23, down to verse 26? What is that? Job chapter 22, verse 23 to, can you repeat that? Take it out of verse 26. Job chapter 22, verses 23 to 26. Job chapter 22, verse 23 reads, If thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up. Thou shalt put away sin far from thy tabernacles. Verse 24 reads, Then shalt thou lay up gold as dust, and the gold of the acre as the stones of the ophir as the stones of the brooks. Verse 25 reads, Yea, the Almighty shall be the defense, and thou shalt have plenty of silver. Verse 26 reads, For then shalt thou have thy delight in the Almighty, and shalt lift up thy face unto Yahweh. Mm-hmm. But, but none of this happened unless what? In verse 23 again, but don't none of what you just got to read happen unless we do what? Verse 23. Verse 23 is, if thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up. Thou shalt put away sin from thy tabernacles. So what we got to do? Well, just to happen, we got we to gotta return back to the mighty one and put away our sin. The only way Yahweh will intervene, the only way it's told that a man will intervene with you, according to the three, we got to do what? You read it again. Take the time. Give me a little more audio. Because we try to edify this national audience. What we got to do for Yahweh to intervene? The fourth element. What we got to do for the verse 23? What is it say? Job chapter 22 verse 23 reads, If thou re- return to the Almighty, 
Thou shalt be built up. Thou shalt put away sin for far from thy tabernacle. So the tabernacle is you, your pain. You got you got put away pain. Now in your mind, how, I know I know you're holding four seven already, but how are we gonna do this? How are we gonna do this? How are we gonna put away sin? We gotta first know what is the Bible definition of sin. We gotta put a, put away sin for the mighty one to be part in your life and to be part of your journey. You gotta put away, put away sin. What is the Bible definition of sin in First John three verse four? What is it in First John three verse four? That in your mind? Well, the book of First John, chapter three, verse three and verse four. First John, chapter three, verse three reads. And every man that has this hope in him, purify himself, even as he is pure. Verse 4. Whosoever committed sin, transgress also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. See, the Bible definition of sin is breaking its law. That's the command. And long you sin against him, breaking its laws, statutes, and commandments, according to objection one thirty. What is he saying here, young man? What is he saying to another here? He said, listen, this is a better This is my answer to you on my position. And this thing has been turned up on us, and we don't know. That's why we watching that one eye and not watching this Bible at all. See, we trying to show, bring something to the table. You got to watch everything and everybody through the pages of this book. Because Yahweh made a claim in a, in a book of 113. Hey, young lion, what do you say in 113 of a book? The book of Habakkuk is here. Chapter 1, verse 13, read. You are a pure eye, there to behold evil, and cannot look on sin. Wherefore, look at you upon death, that dealt treacherously, and hold it your tongue, when the wicked devour the man that is more righteous than he. He said, he said, he's not going to look on sin, and he's not, I'm not going to look on it, when you sin against it, and the wicked is going to wear you out the most. The wicked gonna continue to wear you out. So the wicked gonna continue to do what he's doing now, and Yahweh said, I'm not gonna help you until you stop sinning against me. And sinning against me, he said, is breaking his law, statutes, and commandments. As long as you break his law, statutes, and commandments, he said, I'm gonna watch the wicked just wear you out. He said, What is watching? He said, Now, once you Stop sinning against me. He says in 18 verse 4 to another seer called Isaiah, young man. What do you say in 18 verse 4? 18 verse 4. It's not that no, first was that it was What are y'all going to teach in that big old uh, school you might 
getting in that temple and the land and banquet hall. Radio said, what you going to keep? I'm going to keep the Bible. We're going to keep the Bible uncut. He said, you know, a lot of Christian churches is going out of business. I said, you know why? Because they are, that hoopla, people get, they get tired of the hoopla. All you hear in the Christian church is a lot of hoopla. They don't tell you about exactly where you stand and who's who. No, because they run, they run out of sun. They got to go past the stars and moon and sky. And we find out that's not true. That's not true. You're not going past the stars, moon, and sky. Keep them coming out on you. See, they all ran out. And that's why a lot of Christians, all that is closing down. Because the people are saying, no, this is something ain't, ain't right here. Something ain't right that we can't put our finger on it. You, you really have a little bit off. You over there praying. You over there having a feeding hall on the 1st of January. Come on, this is New Year. And then the Bible in the 11th chapter of Leviticus, they don't touch it, don't eat it. Now, who right, Mr. Preacher? Is the Bible right or uh, is your system? What, what's wrong here? See, that's why we got to come in. That's why I tell the fixing on the camp. You gotta learn this Bible. Because when this thing breaks wide open, you have to be take up some bigger characters in one room. Sit them down and show them what they gotta do. You can't have a field running all around in the end of the road child. That's why we come on this broadcast to uh tell me out the duty. In five verse eleven of judges, can you help those see out? And 5 verse 11, why we call this broadcast? Why we call this broadcast? Judges will tell us in 5 11, why we call this night day. What did it say that? Judges 5 11 of Judges. Judges chapter 5 verse 11. Verse 11 reads, They that are delivered from the noise of archers in the places of drawing water, there shall they rehearse the righteous acts of the Yaqua. Even the righteous acts toward the inhabitants of his villages in Israel. Then shall the people of the Yahweh go down to the gates. Mm-hmm. And we'll go down the gates. But we got to rehearse them up, the righteous acts. And we found out in 625 Deuteronomy, the righteous acts is the law of Jackson commandment. So we come to rehearse the righteous acts. And what is that? What the preachers say is done away with, law of Jackson commandment. Not knowing what law they've done away with is the killing of the animals. And Hebrews can walk. Not the moral law. They ain't been done away with. It's still on the table right now. But what, did, what law has been removed, you just can't kill no more animals and say, son, your sin, daughter, your sin is forgiven. No, you got to do, you got to do Acts 319. You got to repent. That's the only way you're going to get the blessing. You got to repent. And do right according to this book. That what you, and right is keeping the law, statutes, and commandments. That's what you got to do. That's how you don't get back right. So our, so our job for the people on the campus is to prepare to be able to teach a class in the school to come big time, but teach the Bible, meet them where they at, and build them up. With the great understanding, take it back to their country. We got to, we got to recognize exactly what is 
Capricorn Jail Pro. Now read that again, y'all line now. Hold that point, whatever we got on table. Now read it again, Corn Tail Pro. What is the how do they define what that word means? Corn tail pro. What's that mean? Come on. Corn tail pro. Stands for counter intelligence program, which was a theory of a legal project run by the FBI from 1956 to 1971. The program goals were to discredit, surveil, infiltrate, and disrupt domestic political organizations. No, it's more. It's some know. more. Cartel Pro. Cartel Pro began in 1956 to disrupt the Communist Party of the United States in the 1960s. The program expanded to include other groups, such as the Black Panther Party, the Ku Klux Klan and the Socialist Workers' Party. Quartel Pro. Original goal was to protect the country's security from foreign threats. However, the program involved into an effort to suppress domestic political dissent through illegal activities. According to the PBS, Quartel Pro, Documented 1295 actions to disrupt black groups with 233 of those actions targeting the Black Panther Party. Oh, oh okay. So it, it was to infiltrate and to disrupt black groups. And that's why we put our disclaimer on we're not anti-anybody, but we're not affiliated with anybody. We're affiliated with the whole other man. Matter of fact, who, who we affiliated, affiliated with is 914. Hey, uh, young man, what it says is 914 of Zachariah. See, they say, well, hey, what, who are you sitting on a campus affiliated with? We're going to tell you what we are affiliated with right now. We're not anti-anybody putting out disclaimer here. I disclaim that you know what we on. Do we know what our mission is? Our mission is, is to have this man with all his power to be done what? What is that in, in 914 of Zechariah? What is that in 914? What is that in Young Lion? The book of Zechariah is here. Chapter 9, verse 14. And y'all thought to be seen over there. And his arrow shall go forth as a lightning. And y'all thought to blow the trumpet. And shall go with whirlwinds of the south. Mm-hmm. See, we try to activate our Yahweh to be seen over us. See, when we got our Yahweh over us, that's why we got to even get our prayers right. Now, let's, let me show you. Now, how, how is your prayer life? Those on the international side, do you know what the Bible's prayer, the prayer of the Bible is? 
the prayers of the Bible. And you know what the prayers is that the wise man in the world says? He says, you got to get your prayer right. You see, Yahweh is waiting on the answer of your prayer, but you got to, you got to, wisdom of Solomon 18, verse 7. This, this, one, this is what, now, this is the wise man in the world. Now, look at the Latter-day Saints say. What, what, where, where is he the wisest man in the world? Yeah. Well, hold that one. Let's see if your great mother be up here. Let's find out if that's up. Now, WCC, World Council Church, they won't jump in and say, where is he the wisest man in the world? Yeah. I'll tell you what. That's what I'm saying. You've got to be able to take, take a deep breath. And when they make a statement, just go in the Bible and just, you know, take care of business. That'll make them be very careful to run that bump of gum station. When you know how to go in the Bible, you don't be bumming all around and take care of your problems. So another mother came on stage, and we're going to bring her in for take number 119, Mother D.F. Israel. I'm saying, Mother D.F. Israel, Yahweh B.F.T. right. Yahweh bless you. Fear Israel of Sea Royal. Hallelujah. Yahweh. Yahweh,
Therefore do the virgins love you. Verse 4. Draw me. Draw me. We will run after you. The king has brought me into his chambers. We will be glad and rejoice in you. We will remember your love more than wine. The upright love is you. Verse 5. I am black, but comely, O daughters of Judah, as the tent of Kedah, as the as the as the curtains of Solomon. So, so he's saying he what color he say he is, mother? I am he black. black. He says he's black. And uh, and and what I don't know, mother, um, since he said he was black, who was his daddy that we can read in first Kings chapter two? Who was Solomon's dad? So whatever your dad is, that's what you is. So he say he's black, right? So who was his dad yeah. in two one? Yeah, who was his dad in two one? First King chapter two. Yeah. two one two and three. Let's talk about it. Let's see who is uh, this black man's dad in two verse one two and three. First Kings chapter one. Verse two. I mean, first first Kings chapter two, verse one and two. One, two, and three. One, two, and three. Give me one, two, and three, mother. First Kings two, one, two, and three. First Kings chapter two, verses one to three. Verse one. Now the days of David. Draw nigh, that he should die. And he charged Solomon, his son, saying, verse 2, I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show yourself a man. Verse 3, and keep the charge of Yahweh, your Yahweh, to walk in his ways. To keep his statutes and his judgments, his law, his commandments, and his judgments and his testimonies as it is written in the law of Moses, that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest, and whithersoever thou turnest yourself. Mm-hmm. So we found out that Solomon's daddy is David. So now, mm-hmm. so now remember where your daddy is. That's what you is. And we were in last night lesson. You came up in number twenty-six, one down in verse fifteen. We found out that it was uh, contrary to the children of Israel to. Uh, 
mixed with any other nation. Because uh, Yahweh did not like that, you know, traveling the nations up because uh, he or she do what I like. Or they can get me a position that I need. We found out in last night's lesson, number 36, 1 through 15, that Yahweh did not agree with that because they can help me get a, a better position in the world. But we found out in number 36, 1 through 15, the Almighty got a problem with that. And he sent the seer there to tell him, and the seer looked at that, that act, sucked off his beard, Ezra, sit out, saw all the people in I've got to take this thing out. And they, and they came before the seer and last night left and said, hey, seer, what can we do about this? So the seer said, well, y'all want grace? Yeah, we some grace. So he gave them. So, but the Christian church teach grace means they ain't got to do nothing. No, no, no. Grace is only means according to the Bible is to you to uh, have time to correct the issue. Like in the back of your phone. Get rid of these turns off. You say, hey, Mr. Telephone Man, can you give me a little grace before you cut my phone off? Well, how much time do you need on this grace for me? Can I get a couple weeks? Do that mean that a couple weeks don't pay your bills? No. That's why I say this thing up in, um, hey, Sister Judith, this thing up in 2916, and that's why it's so important now to get in and help us, help you. They just say up before our loved ones right away in some city of that grave. Understand one thing. Uh, Isaiah 55, 1, 2, and 3, we spend our money with that that's not great. And we labor hard for things that's not correct, and we put the thing on. So this ministry is for those that are the six on the camp be able to meet them where they at. And because this thing has been done, what does it do? This is 29, 16. What does this thing have been done? And we can read by those angels coming down to the seer and telling him exactly what, what's going to happen in time to come. This thing going to be what? Bring it on. Come on. Can you repeat that? Yeah. Isaiah 29, 16. Isaiah 29, 16. Isaiah chapter 29, verse 16 reads, Truly your training, your turning of things upside down shall be esteemed as a potter's clay. For shall the work say of him that made it, he made me not? Or shall the thing framed say of him that framed it, he had no understanding? So, dude, this thing has been done what? Turned upside down. So now... This thing been turned upside down. So Yahweh is going to send this ministry, the sixth anointed camp of Yahweh's forces over to his life. To those that want to hear the word and to straighten this thing out before they get him down for the final call. And we will try to reach the baby right out of camp. When they come out the temple, we bring them to class and we can help them before they get the preschool. Let them know that crafty council is out here. And crafty council now 
is to infiltrate and to throw off anything that is um, that is against our policy. That's big talk there. That's big talk there. Now, now I got to I got to find out if what what really. I mean, everything we said, I ain't forgot about nothing. But I got to take care of this.
these vast properties and want to sell property around. Let's say that. Let, let's, let, let's keep them on, on defense. Let's have him where he has to always explain what he's doing. Selling property illegal or driving cars to Acapulco the next day. Let's, let's muddy him up a little bit, keep him on defense. See, that's why you got to know his vibe. All these things must happen. But remember what Yahweh has said in his Bible. Hey, so Jews, what, what did Yahweh say in the Bible in Luke 21, 15? What, what did he say that we can read? What did he say in the Bible? That's why you got to remember scripture. When some come up, you have to remember scripture. What did he say? In Luke 21, 15, now, Sister Judy. <clears throat> Luke chapter 21, verse 15, verse 15 reads, For I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. Yes. She said, I will give you a mouth to be able to let them shoot their best shot. But you know how to get in my word. Uh, remember, you ain't no threat unless you're a threat to the body that's on the table today. You ain't no threat. They're going to slip in his hand to get you off balance and have you talk about something that don't even make no sense. That's why we tell you plainly. You're not affiliated with anybody. No Israelite group. All we affiliated with is YHWH covenant to bring to the table the lost 12 tribes of Israel and bring a mind back right. That's all we affiliate with. Now, in the 16th chapter, young line, I'm going to skip the 15 behind now. Think of verse 16, verse. Now, this is listen to Israel. In the 16th chapter, these books were removed from you in 1885 by the Protestant Church. They take these books away from you. Why? Because he's already prophesied everything a person gonna do. You ain't gotta watch that one eye face and see what nobody gonna do. All you gotta do is know what the Bible gonna say. But the Bible saying and, and make a move according to the Bible. Now we make a move according to the Bible of Mother D of Israel. What is written in Sirach two verse ten? If you make your move according to the Bible. And Sirach two verse ten says what, Mother? Get those three out, mother, in two verse 10. Okay. So, right, chapter 2, verse 10. Right. So, right, chapter 2, verse 10 reads, Look at the generation of old and see, did ever any trust in Yahweh and was confounded? Or did any abide in his in his fear and was forsaken? Or whom did he ever despise that called upon him? Yes, yeah. he said, first the record, where you had some mighty one right, and you recognize that he was 
the power. He sets up and takes down. He, he got all this power there. Now look at the look at the Roman chapter three. Says where that at? Where you do all that? See that? What do you mean where you do all that at? Now mind, put the book of James for a minute. Let's get a preach up on that, and he do all these things. Let's go to Daniel and let old Daniel tell you exactly how he rolled. See how he rolled. Let's go to Daniel and see what what did Daniel say how he rolled. Daniel chapter two there, young line. Can you help can you help the national audience out in Daniel chapter two? We'll pick it up in verse number number let's let's make a little meal out of it. Speaking of verse 18, and we'll read down to get our point until it sounds real good. Daniel 2, verse 18. Let's see what you say. Agree with this. Young lion, come on. The book of Daniel, this here, chapter 2, verse 18. We'll read down. Verse 18, read. That they would desire mercies of Yahweh of heaven concerning their secret, that Daniel, the seer, and his fellows, should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Yeah. Verse 19. Wise men of Babylon. Verse 19. Here was the secret revealed to Daniel. And at night did. Then Daniel blessed Yahweh. Yahweh of heaven. Verse 20. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of Yahweh forever and ever. For wisdom and might are his. Verse 21. And he changed the time and the season. He removed the king and set it up king. He given wisdom unto the wise. And now to them that know understanding. Verse 22. He revealed it to deep. And secret things he knoweth. What is in dark? And the light dwelleth with him. Verse 23. I thank you and praise you, O Yahweh of my father, who has given me wisdom and might, and has made known unto me. Now, what we desire of you, for you have now made known unto us the king's matter. You see, so that's the same thing I don't fear. I think, oh, Yahweh, he's going to bless those fear to be able to go to this book. No, I don't watch the 10 o'clock faking playing news. I watch this Bible. I can tell you what's going on in this Bible because we've been blessed to go to this Bible and, and put this thing together. So uh, what did Daniel say in verse 20? Daniel the chapter 2, verse 20. And Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of Yahweh forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. See, you want to bless the name. See, he doubled that. See, Daniel said, We bless the name. See, that's one thing about it. We don't even, we as a people don't even know his name. We bless the Lord God, Jesus, and Jehovah. What they got to do with the Bible? Ain't got nothing to do. Remember, this book was translated from Latin to English. 
And Latin got it from the Greek, and the Greek got it from the Semitic Hebrew. And then about the Lord God and Jesus and, and Jehovah. These names didn't even exist. These are new names. And the reason you're in trouble today is because you don't bless the name. The name carries four letters, Y-H-W-A. In the original text, medic, even today, got 20 alphabets, no vowels. It ain't no short for no Yah and, and, and Yah and Yahweh. No, it is. You can't short his name, you can't long his name. For those who talk about the Yah, it wasn't no vowels. Just pull the A out. The name was never was no Yah. Y-A-H. That's a vowel in there. That vowel didn't come to the sixth, to the ninth century. That's when the sins of Esau translated as the white man and white woman put the vowel points in there. For those who teach about no, his name is you out of order to. There wasn't no vowels until the Bible was closed. No vowels, no A. So take the A out and you got Yah. And the Wah. Yahwa. That's his name. No vowels. They had no problem calling on his name to the day. Did Daniel just do it? They ain't just calling on his name. Yahweh, Y-H-W-A, no vowel. Now, David, in the 17th chapter, young line, verse 4, he, he came and he was a champion of bread and dignitaries in 1 Samuel 17, verse 4. Let's talk about that, young line. What about this? Who is this great big champ? 17 verse 4, 1 Samuel. Go to the book of 1 Samuel to see it. Chapter 17, verse 4. 1 Samuel, chapter 17, verse 4, read. And there went out a champion of the camp of the Philistines named Galatia, Golat, of Gat, Goliath. Goliath. Champion into my hand. 
Most high hated sinners 
and will repay vengeance unto the unyawali, and keepeth them again against the mighty day of their punishment. Verse 7. Give unto yeah, give unto the good and help not the sinner. Right. So the angel came from heaven and, and told the rock the fish. Put it in the book. He said, Tell those that will be upon the battle of the truth. And and what is the truth there? Um what is the truth that Sister Judas in seventeen seventeen of St. John? He said, Tell them that gonna be upon the truth. And what is the truth? What is the truth? St. John seventeen seventeen. John chapter seventeen verse seventeen. John chapter 17, verse 17 reads, Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. Yeah, read again, take your time. Call that verse out again. St. John chapter 17, verse 17 reads, Sanctify them through through thy truth, thy word is truth. So what's the truth? The word. The word is truth. Sanctify them through the truth. The word is the truth. So he's telling you, he told us to tell those that will hear the word, have not a sinner. Do the word thing will come upon you. It's just like a person knowing that he out of order and break the laws of the common world, then saying, well, I don't know why you're going to punish me. Well, what are you going to punish me for? You broke the, the common law of the world. But now you're breaking Yahweh's law, and one of, and he tell you what not to do, but you do it anyway. He tell you help not a sinner. And what is the biblical definition of, of a sinner? We are just doing this one verse. First John 3, verse 4. What he tell you not to do, but you have to feel it anyway, and you do it anyway. What is the Bible definition of a sinner? 1 John 3, 1 verse, verse 4, what does it say? 1 John chapter 3, verse 4. Verse 4 reads, Whosoever committed sin transgressed also the law. For sin is a transgression of the law. Sin is the breaking of the law. He said, help not a sinner. Hold back your bread. I mean, hold back your money. That's what he mean by bread, your money. Yeah, well. If you send a Sunday preacher money, you send against the mighty one. Sunday is the wrong day. Sunday ain't the blessed day. And that's the day you, you know, you remember your grandmother back in the day? Grandma, what you got? What you got in that sock and that big, that big knot in your sock? Oh, this my tithe to pull that preacher. You that preacher's sock. Yeah. Oh, what day, what day you go to work for, Mom? Well, I'll be going Sunday. Sunday is, is our blessing. No, Sunday's not your blessing. You see that? 
see what we're doing? See, that's why we got to show you in the Bible currently, Sunday is not the blessed day. Sunday the day you don't give your preacher no money. Because Sunday is the work day. The blessed day is in Genesis 2, verse 3, Mr. Judas. What did I say? What did it say in Genesis 2, verse 3? The blessed day. Genesis chapter 2, verse 3. Verse 3 reads, And Yahweh blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that that in it he had rested from all his work which Yahweh created and made. See that? Now, young lion, um, and first Peter, now, now read 16, 13, let's see we bring him in first to see. When, so when this man starts talking, then we can bring him in and grand style. And before we bring him in, we might bring the young lion in. And maybe he might tell you who all can is broadcast. No one of the young lions will, will come out of the den. Maybe he want to pull that mask down a little bit for some young lions been up on the world for, for a nice last couple of weeks. They still look here. But if I get out to hold that microphone a couple of times, you know, I'll I do all I, I do best I can. That's all we ask for. Do the best you can. So we're gonna bring in Sol Makai Israel and see if you won't tell anybody what who who bring this broadcast, who all can the broadcast. And then saying he wanna say behind that. We're gonna see if he's ready to pull the mask down and holler in the microphone. So you meet another one of the young roaring lions out of Camp One. Sol Makai is Israel. That's why I'm going to be right. Now, young lion, I'm going to tell you, that's why I'm going to be right. Now, look at WCC. Yeah, since you bought it in, that good. We're going to put a mute on that thing now. You, you, you like to build people up on the street. Look at that. They're fixing the WCC. They always going to... Even last night, he was talking that stuff real good last night. And they said, "Here, yeah, you get too happy, you gonna mute the hell out now, because you get too happy." But see, the word of Yahweh makes you get happy. So, uh, hey, young lion, when you when they up to mute your microphone, just say Hallelujah, Yahweh. So we go back to the other young lion, First Peter two, verse twenty. No, Matthew. 16, speaker verse 13. Now listen good to this, Red. We're going to build a case up to get to what we get to. We're going to make you suspicious first. Matthew 16, 13. We'll read a little bit. More than y'all lines, brother Titus. Book of Matthew, chapter 16, verse 13. When y'all call the son, came into the coast of, of Caesarea. Philippines, Philippine. yet, yeah. Caesarea, Philippines, yet his disciples, his followers, saying, Who do a man say that I, the Son of Man, am? Verse 14. And they said, Some say that you are John the Baptist, some Isaiah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the seers. Verse 15, he said to them, For whom say ye that I am? Verse 16, 
And Simon, Peter asked and said, You are Yahweh, the son of the living Yahweh the Father. Verse 17. And Yahweh the son answered and said unto him, Bless you are, Simon, for Jonah, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. Verse 18.
when you got somebody out there with a microphone and an earplug in his ear, and he be in line to, oh, I show up that preacher here on me. Um, I got this off the right, it's bad on me. It's a yeah, and guess, guess what I got wrong with me? I got this wrong with me. I got this wrong with me. I'm going, yeah? Then he's ready to go to the preacher up there and say, uh, later in the pink, she said, her left knee is hurting her. Huh? And he say, uh, I got a vision of somebody got a left knee hurting her with a pink dress on. That's me. That's me. See that? See that? They put a comedy show on you, and you go hook, line, and see the boy every time. Yep. The limbs off and that, that, that. That's what you do. And you got them that can just blow, and they fall all out. But you know how, you see how quiet they've been on these last two, three diseases on the table. You didn't hear them blowing nobody, nothing that now had. See, long as now, all them blow preachers, big blow-hearted preachers, they can blow and make people get well and fall all back to get in their pockets. they real quiet now. You know why they quiet? Because they've been on fake all the time. Okay. Now, we got the hypo Peter. Now, let's go find out what Peter said. Now, let's go to 1 Peter 2, 29 verse 25, you know what I mean? We got the hype. Now, you know, Peter is very credible to listen to. Peter is very credible to listen to. Let's see what he says in 1 Peter 2, verse 29 verse 25. What is that at your line? First Peter, she speak of the nation of Israel. First Peter chapter two, verse twenty to twenty-five. First Peter chapter two, verse twenty reads. And what honor? First Peter chapter two, verse twenty. But what glory is it? Honor is it when you be buffed? For your faults, you should take it patiently. But when you do well, suffer for it. You take it patiently. This is acceptable with Yahweh. Verse 21. For even thereunto, you will call because Yahweh the Son also suffered for us. Leaving us an example that we should follow his steps. Verse 22. Who did no sin, neither was God found in his mouth. Verse 23. Who when was revived, when when he was revived, revived not again, when he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteousness. Verse 24. Who his own self bear our sins, in his own body, on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, whose stripes ye were here. Verse 25. For you, for you were as sheep going astray, but you are now returned, the shepherd and elder of our souls. Now the chief speaker of the nation of Israel. Now watch this. Now we got we got his record that this was 
Paul worked with him. What did what did he say in verse twenty four? What happened to Yahweh the Son? Not Washington, verse twenty four. Who is in verse twenty four? First Peter chapter two, verse twenty four. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, whose stripes you were healed. Women, he bear our sin on the what? On, 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 on the what? In his own body on the tree. Tree. Yaqua. Tree. That's 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 like that's not a hanging to me. A tree. A Yaqua. tree. What what man? You mean the eyewitness Peter, chief speaker of the nation of Israel says he bared our sin on the what again in verse twenty four? First Peter chapter two, verse twenty four. Who his own self? Bear our sin in his own body on the tree. Well, boy, the, the, Christian, the Christian church that check up your coffee walk, and you go to all the Christian churches, you see all the crosses everywhere. But of course, she's speaking of nation of Israel. He bared out our sin on the what in verse 24? 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Who is own self bear our sin in his own body on the tree. Now, now look at the latter day saints say. See, you got the precept yet. Okay. Yahweh? We'll precept. Let's see let's let's see what the reason why we gonna precept that um Mother D of Israel. Why are we gonna precept that Mother D of Israel? Psalm one nineteen verse 99 and 100 and 104. Mother dear Israel. Why is he going to preach up the Bible, Mother? Mother dear Israel. Now the angel come look David eyeball to eyeball and have him put something right. Psalms 119, verse 99, 100 and 104. What does that have, Mother dear Israel? Psalms 119. Verses. Wait a minute, I'm trying. Therefore, I hate 
every false way. So, so Mother G.F. Israel, if you're not preaching up your Bible, what kind of way is that? False way. So now you can examine your preachers next time you go to a work to sit around and pay him his five free will off and donation. You see that he's not preaching up his Bible. He's telling you what he's been taught from the big institutions. He ain't tell you what the Bible says. He tell you what he been groomed to tell you when got licensed to teach you what they say. And that's why you got the cross all in your eyes. Take up the cross and walk. And the Bible says to get to understanding what he was on, you have to preach up your Bible. Now, what it say, Mother, and, and 28 verse 9 about this precept of Isaiah? Now, he told another thing 300 years later and telling you plainly what you're supposed to do. In the 28th chapter, verse 10 of Isaiah, he made it plain what you're supposed to do. And what he said, Mother, in Isaiah, writing it down, 28 verse 10, looking down your paper, you will take off. Isaiah 28 verse 10. For precept must be a born precept. Precept, a born precept. Line, a born line. Line, a born line. Here a little and there a little. You must precept your body. The only way you understand your body is M-U-S-T, Mr. Preacher. Lord, I pay my time. We will often to. Mr. Preacher, you must preach up the Bible. You must do that. You're not going to get no understanding, and we don't get no understanding, because you tell me what somebody told you. You know, no. I'm going to pay you my time. I'm going to pay you my free will often. But you got to preach up the Bible, Mr. Preacher. And when do you preach up that Bible? Before Nehemiah, Mother Day of Israel. Go in Nehemiah and find out when do you preach up your Bible? Chapter 9, verse 14. And then what will happen to you in verse 20? Go in Nehemiah, chapter 9, verse 14, and verse 20. Now, when do you preach up your Bible, Mr. Preacher? We're going to read from the book of Nehemiah, chapter 9. Verse 14 and 20. What does that have, Mother D, up Israel? Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 14 and verse 20. Verse 14. And, and make this known unto them, your righteous Sabbath, and commanded them, precepts, statutes, and laws, by the hand of Moses, your servant. Verse 20. Thou givest also your good spirit to instruct them and with and withheld is not your manner from their mouth and gavest them water for their thirst. Oh. So, so he said 
Thou givest also in verse 20 thy good spirit to instruct him. But all all the all the reasons, all the reasons the good spirit gonna instruct you, instruct you, you gotta be doing what in verse 14, mother? Read verse 14 again, with a little more spirit. Read a little more spirit in verse 14 for the national order. What you gotta do for the, the good spirit to instruct you in verse 14? Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 14. And make it known unto them your righteous Sabbath, and commanded them precepts, statutes, and laws by the hand of Moses, your servant. So the only way you'll get this uh, righteous spirit, you'll be able to break down the mystery of the Bible. He's not going to help you unless you preach up in your body. So, so your preaching will continue to have, when you walk into the place, you'll see crosses all over the place. And tell you, drag your cross and walk. Everywhere you look, you see a cross behind this roster, all on the wall. You not think you got crosses that be on uh, the light to direct you in. The church of the cross, all that kind of stuff. of Israel. First Peter chapter two, verse twenty-four. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. Y'all let's preach up there and see what happened in First Peter. I mean uh Acts chapter five. Now, line, going to Acts chapter 5, verse 29, down to verse 32. Let's see if anything changed. Acts chapter 5, verse 29, down to verse 32. The book of Acts, chapter 5, verse 29 to 32. Acts chapter 5, verse 29 reads, Then Peter and the other apostles answering said, we ought to obey Yahweh rather than man. Verse 30. Yahweh of your fathers raised up Yahweh the son, whom ye slew, and hang it on a tree. Verse 31. Him that Yahweh the father exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sin. Verse 32, and we are his witnesses of these things, and so is also the righteous spirit, whom Yahweh have given to them, that obey him. That obey him. You mean you get, you get the righteous spirit if you got to do what again? Obey him. Oh, so the only way to get this righteous spirit, you got to obey him. Oh, mother, come on back to Nehemiah 9.14. The only way you'll get this good spirit, you got to obey him. That's the only way you're going to get it. 
So, listen, all way your preacher going to get this rocket fish, you got to obey him. Now, what's his name? And Nehemiah 9, 14, Mother Dear, what's your name, Mother? Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 14. And made known unto them your righteous Sabbath, and commanded them precepts, statutes, and laws by the hand of Moses, your servant. Then if you do it the way he say you do, then what would he, what would he, do, what would he do in verse 20? So what would he do then if you keep the righteous Sabbath day? Then what would he do if you keep the righteous Sabbath day? What will he do at verse 20? Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 20. Thou gavest also your good spirit to instruct them and withheld us not. Hey, get this. With with hell is your manner from their mouth, and gave us them water for their thirst. Mm-hmm. So if you obey him, he'll give you the right of spirit. And obey him, you got to keep the right to stop. You got to keep the right to stop. Now, Sister Judas, his right to stop. What's that supposed to mean in uh, Luke 4, verse 16? What are you talking about? Luke 4, verse 16. <clears throat> Luke chapter 4, verse 16 reads, And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And in his custom was he went into the temple on the Sabbath day and stood up for, and stood up for to read. He went into the temple when? Um, when On the when, Sabbath when? day. Oh, okay. And, and what did he do when he got there? And still he up for to read. So when, when is this? Let's go to uh, Genesis 1, verse 5 and 31. When is this? Uh, when is this? 1, verse 5. And Yahweh called, called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. So the evening is the first day. So he gone to the Sabbath day at 9 o'clock in the morning? No. 12 o'clock in the afternoon? No. He's going to the worship on the Sabbath day, and the Sabbath day starts in the evening. No. You mean the Sabbath day don't start at, at 9 o'clock in the morning? No. Not 11 o'clock in the morning? 
nor dog needy. And what time is that? Well, let's see the big digging pair and say what time that is. The big digging pair. For your first job, uh, working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith, yeah. you say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yeah. off, yeah. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but well, I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. So we found out that the Sabbath day that he went, he went when the sun set. So the Bible Sabbath day is when the sun set. It's not 9 o'clock in the morning, Mr. Christian. 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock in the morning. That's a work day according to the Bible. So you're not going to get the right to spirit. So... But but you're going to get a spirit, but it's not going to be the right spirit. Put me out in your lines. Let's see what kind of spirit they're going to be going to get. Now, now I've got to put a rabbit out of hand behind me. In the book of the first Kings of Chronicles, can you help those see out of what kind of spirit that you're going to get by doing at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 Seven o'clock and Jamie, he's all up in here real good. He up all, he all up in here real good. But what kind of spirit is that? Let me read. Now, I'm struggling right now, y'all live, but um, I'm struggling right now, and I don't know what kind of spirit is that that we can read that um that they're gonna get. By worship on Friday, I mean Sunday, at nine to eleven. I won't. I won't know what kind of spirit that is that we can read. Now, can you help me out in your line? So it, it might come up one day, and you guys be able to go to the book and still busy. Somebody gonna be the help to figure out. So then, but can anybody go in the Bible and tell me what kind of spirit you're gonna receive? Is it in Chronicles? And it's in King, could anybody help those feet out? You're going to get a ticket all right, but can y'all help those feet out on what? See, that's what you're on King. See, sometimes we just, we just drag our feet to see what we're working with. We know the thing going to fly open, but we're not prepared. We're going to be all over the place. In the 21st chapter, uh, Mother Dear of Israel, he helped the young lion out on what spirit that they're gonna that you're gonna be receiving by worship on the wrong day. We're going to First Kings 22, verse 22 and 23. That's why you got to make sure you rehearse the right thing. You got to make sure, um, young lion, give me, give me one. Verse 5 and 6 of, of Luke before Mother Reed. Before Mother Reed, 22 
First Kings, verse 22 and 23, before, before Mother Rita, would you help those stay out by giving me Luke? I mean, um, yeah, make it Luke. Luke chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. What does it say? Well, to the book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. Book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 4 reads, That you mightest know the certainty of those things therein you have been instructed. Verse 5. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judah, a certain priest named Zechariah of the court of Abiah and his wife, one of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Six. Six. And they were both righteous before Yahweh, walking in all the commandments, laws and statutes and judges, and orders of Yahweh, blameless. So, in a relationship, what happens to us today, we get a relationship based upon what position you can put me in and help me out. We don't, we never make a Bible decision on by a relationship with the person that we with. We look at the position in, how he treated my auntie by saying yes, ma'am, and no, no, ma'am. And he got a bigger position than I got in his pocket longer than mine. That's how we make out of this. But you know, that's contrary to the Bible. When you get in a relationship, you have to be what? In verse 6, this is the Bible relationship. And that's why it's so important about the school that's going to be with the writing all on the wall saying, Yahweh, forces of a true Israelite, Bible study, biblical Bible study, learn it. Matter of fact, give me that verse there, Sister Judas. Now, give me that verse. I need it now. Give me that, uh, Sirach 51, 21 to 23. Now, now I can stand that verse now. I ain't forget about nothing. You got to come back to it. Now I need my Sirach. You already got a walk in it already. Oh, Sirach 51, verse 21 down to verse 23. What is that to do? I know you already got a walk in it already. You just been waiting on me to come back to that verse. <laughs> now I got to come back to it now. Sirach. Sirach. Sirach chapter 51, verses 21 to 23. Verse 21 reads, My mind was troubled in seeking her. Therefore, have I gotten a good possession? Verse 22 reads, The Yaquan has given me a tongue for my reward, and I will praise him therewith. Verse 23 reads, Draw near unto me, ye unlearned, and dwell in the house of learning. House of learning. Temple of learning. Temple of learning. Mm-hmm. So we got to get where? What we got to get you up? What we got to get you up? To get some running ahead of point verse 23? 
The verse 23 is, draw near unto me, ye unlearned, and draw at the well in the temple of learning. So, right now, what y'all know or not, you're in temple of learning right now. Now, David was, was, was complex about that, David. Now, he's still from David. Now, young man, he pulled that from David in the book of Psalms. Can you pull that three out, young man? About uh, 73. Verse 17, can you pull that precept out there, young man? Hallelujah, Book of Psalms, chapter 73, verse 17, Psalm 73, verse 17. Until I went into the temple of Yahweh, then understood I therein. So, you got to get you got to get to the temple of Yahweh to understand where you at today. See, your learning don't start by you going to a Sunday, long day, calling the wrong name. You got to get to the temple of learning. And you will see a big old sign saying, flashing light saying, the temple of learning. Yahweh's forces of the two is like the temple of learning. Biblical Bible learning. We're going to learn you how to help yourself to help us. We're going to go in this Bible and show you exactly what you need to know to be able to help auntie, grandma, Uncle Willie, Uncle Pete. To understand, before y'all sit this thing down, we're going to show you that we've been spending our money that was not breaking. And that's why we don't know anything. We don't know that Yahweh the Son was not hanging from no cross. The eyewitness said he was on a tree. That was Peter said. And then Peter said in verse number, Acts 5, verse 30, he came right back with it. In Acts 5, 30, young line, what did he say in 5, verse 30? Let's see if he just did he stumble. What did he say in Acts 5, verse 30? Book of Acts, chapter 5, verse 30 reads, Yahweh of our fathers raised up Yahweh, the son, whom he slew and hang it on the tree. Who you slew and hung on the tree. Who you slew and hung him on the tree. Acts 13, 29. I mean, it's all over the Bible what happened. Hallelujah. If you go into a court of law and they got eyewitness for you, most likely your case will be dismissed. If they got witness that's against you, most likely you will be convicted. Here is the eyewitness talking. Well, you don't want to believe the eyewitness in Acts thirteen twenty nine. What happened thirteen twenty nine? The book of Acts, chapter 13, verse 29 reads, And when they had fulfilled all that was written of him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a sepulchre. After this, after he had fulfilled all that was written of him, they took him down off the cross. Is that what, he, is that what the Bible just said in 13, 29? 
Acts chapter 13, verse 29. And when they had fulfilled all that was written of him, they took him down from the tree and laid them in the sepulchre. They took him down from the tree. That was the read. So now Paul, in Galatians chapter 1, 15 and 16, my dear Israel, can you help those see out in Galatians? Let's, let's, bring, let's bring Paul's resume here first. Before we get down what Paul get ready to say, what is Paul's resume in Galatians 1, 15 and 16? Hey, mother, mother, see up Israel. What is Paul's resume say? Galatians. Can you repeat that? What? Galatians what? I forgot now. What did I say? Galatians chapter one, verse fifteen and sixteen. Galatians Galatians chapter one, fifteen and sixteen. But when but when it pleased Yahweh who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his mercy. Verse 16, to reveal his son in me that I might teach him among the nations. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. So what Paul gave her to who taught Paul? Paul said, Paul said he was raised from the womb. That the father, my mother and father, they not had a good act, but it was already ordained for me to come out and lay the knockout blow in the words. He came from the womb to tell the story of Yahweh's son, to reveal his son in me. His son was Yahweh's son. And, and Paul said his mission was to reveal his son in me. So Paul is getting ready to write what he was created to do. And what, and what he say, Mother Dear of Israel, in Galatians 3.13. What do you say in 3.13? Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Yahweh the Son has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangs on a tree. So Yahweh the Son... According to Paul, it was way from the womb. He said, make it, make it real plain that Yahweh the Son was hang, hanged on the what? A tree. And he says, and then he told him, no, a, a wrinkle said, it is written. And it's written. He hung on, he was hung on a tree. He said, you ain't got to believe nothing I'm saying. He said, you can go back and read what he was hung. You a curse when you hang. He made a curse for us. To redeem us from the law. 
What law? This is Judy. And Hebrews 10, 1 and 2. What law did he redeem us from? Judas. This is Judas chapter 10 of Hebrews 1 and 2. What law did he redeem us from? Hebrews 10, 1 and 2. What law? <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 10, verses 1 and 2. Verse 1 reads, For the law having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things can never can never with those sacrifices which they offer year by year continually make the comers thereunto perfect. Verse 2 reads, For then would they not have ceased to be offered, because that the worshippers once purged should have should have should have had no more conscience of sins. So what law did Virginia come and take more? The law of killing animals. That's Not the law. law the preachers that have been removed from the book. Not the moral law. You still got to keep the Sabbath. You still got to keep the feast days. You got to do all these great things that's written in the Bible. So what law that you've been redeemed from, Mr. Preacher? You got to keep around in them institutions. You ain't got to keep the law no more. But what law are you telling the preachers? According to his own mouth, the law that we don't want to keep is the law of killing the animal. That's the law we get redeemed from. We can't kill no more animals and think that our sins have been forgiven. Now, Paul was raised from the womb to tell you that. Then Paul came right back in the 14th chapter, Sister Judy, and he put a precept on his own, on his own, in the 14th chapter, he came right back, Sister Judy, in the book of Acts 14, he came right back and, and tell you if you're doing that thing, what kind of person you are, by still thinking you still up under the law of sacrifice. We're going to the 14th chapter, Sister Judy, and we're going to see what he said in the 14th chapter, verse 13 and 14. We're going to Acts chapter 14, verse 13 and 14. See, the preachers are telling you, well, we're not up under the law, we're up under grace. Okay, grace. Grace is only a time for you to get your bill right and pay me. It's not that you don't pay me. You just have to pay me when you get it. That's grace. But that means it's done away with. So the quick they use quick words to tell you you can always, he's done it all for us already. We're upon a grace. We've done it. We've done everything for us already. What is it saying 14, 13, and 14? Acts chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. Verse 13 reads, Then the... The priest? Then the priest of Jupiter, which was before yeah. their city, brought oxen and garlands unto the gates. 
and would have done sac- uh, and would have done sacrifice with the people. Yeah. <clears throat> Verse fourteen reads, which with, which when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of, they rent their clothes and ran in among the people crying out. Verse fifteen reads, and saying, Sears, why do no. why do these no. Hello. Hold on. Sirs. Sirs. And saying, sirs. sirs, why do and saying, sirs, why do ye these things? We also are men of like passions with you, and teach upon you that ye should teach turn unto you. Teach unto teach you. On, and teach unto you that ye should turn from these vanities unto the living Yahweh which made heaven and earth and the sea and all things that are therein. You see, that, you see that's vanity. So, so what was removed from the thing is animal sacrifice. You've been redeemed from that law. That's the law that you've been redeemed from. Killing animals, Mr. Priest. Not the moral law. You can't, you can't worship him the way you want to worship him. You can't worship him the way he tell you to worship him. Not the way you want to worship him. No. So you've been redeemed from that law when he made himself a curse by hanging on a tree. He said he is ready. He is ready. Now where is written at? Let's go to a Deuteronomy there, young man. Verse 21. It's not where it's written. He said you all know to read where I'm coming from. I'm coming from Deuteronomy 21, verse 21 22. What is that, young man? Book of Deuteronomy, chapter 21, verse 21, 22 to 23. Deuteronomy, chapter 21, verse 21. And all men of this city shall stone him with stones that he died. So shall you put evil away from among you. And all Israel can hear and fear. Verse 22, and if a man had committed a sin worthy of death, and he be, and he be to be put to death, and you hang him on a tree. Verse 23, his body shall not remain all night upon the tree, but you shall in any wise bury him that day, for he that is hanged. Is a curse of Yahweh that the land be not the fire which Yahweh, your Yahweh, give you for an inheritance. Mm-hmm. So the hanging was on a tree. That was prophesied to hang on a tree. But is that the first hanging on a tree? Who was it? The first. Biblical hanging on a tree. Who was first hanging on a tree? Where is where is this day, where, where is the tree hanging come from? Go so, to uh, the book of Hosea chapter eight. Is that line? It's not all yeah, where, wow. where hanging from the tree came from. Hanging from the tree. Let's see where it came from by going to the book of Joshua chapter eight. We're going to find out who the first one biblically 
introduce the hanging thing that we can read. Let's see what he says in the eighth chapter, first number eight, verse one. Joshua eight one. The book of Joshua. The book of Joshua. Blue word for Oshia, chapter 8, verse 1. And it reads, And Yahweh said unto Joshua, Oshia, Fear not, neither be you dismayed. Take all the people of war with you, and arise, go up to Ahai, see, I have given unto your head the king of Ahai. And his people, and his city, and his land. Uh-huh. So he said, "You gonna make your move, and I'll give them, I'll give everybody to you already." Now you gotta believe that if you trust in me, that's how it's gonna happen. Get down to verse ten and read a little bit. The book of Joshua, with the word for Oshia, chapter eight, verse ten. And Joshua Oshia rose up early in the morning and numbered the people and went up. He and the elders of Israel before the people of Ahi to Ahi, verse 11. And all the people, even the people of war that were with him, went up and drew near and came before the city and pitched on the north side of Ahi. Now there was a valley between them and Ahi. Verse 12. And he took about 5,000 men, men, and set them to lie in ambush between Bethel and Ahi on the west side of the city. Verse 13. And when he had set the people, even all the hosts that was on the north of the city, and their liars and wait on the west of the city, Joshua, Oshia, with that night into the midst of the valley. Verse 14. And it came to pass when the king Ahaz saw it, they hasted, rose up and arose up early. And the men of the city went out against Israel to battle. He and all these people at a time, appointed before the plan. But he wished not that there were liars in ambush against him behind the city. Verse 15. And Joshua O'Shea and all Israel made as if they were beaten before death and fled by the way of the wilderness. Verse 16. And all the people that were in Ahi were called together to pursue after them. And they pursued after Joshua O'Shea and were drawn away from the city. Verse 17. And there was not a man left in Ahi or Bethel that went not out after Israel. And they left the city open and pursued after Israel. Verse 18. And Yahweh said to Joshua, O'Shea, stretch out the spirit that is in your hand towards Ahi. And I will give it into your hand. And Joshua O'Shea stretched out the spear that he had in his hand toward the city. Verse 19. And the ambush arose quickly out of their place. 
When the king of Ahab saw that they hasted and rose up early, and the men, men of the city, went out against Israel to battle, he and all Look. his people at a time. Look, sit down for a time, sake. Get down to verse 29 and 30. Joshua, blew the word for Shea, chapter 8. Verse 29 and 30. Joshua, chapter 8, verse 29. And the king of Ahab, he hanged on a tree until evening time. And as soon as the sun was down, Joshua O'Shea commanded that they should take his carcass down from the tree and cast it at the entrance of the gate of the sea and raise there a great heap of stone that remained until this day. Verse good, 30. Good, good. So we find out that the hanging started when the children of Israel hanged the son of Hannah. So they go to your first hanging. The hanging was on tree. So, so, so we the ones saw a hanging. We the ones saw a hanging. African American. We hung them. So that's where the hanging started. They, they found Joe records and found out there was a curse. And Joshua had them all in derision. So hanging started from us. We hanged the other nation. That's why we got we got to start hearing some things that once we did once before. See, we did some things when we were keeping the law, statutes, and commandments. Yahweh, he the one told Joshua to go over there and um, put a whooping on him. Then y'all put the spirit on them to hang off some five teams on a tree. See, we don't want to to hang on the tree. Now we now we are now we've been hanging on the tree. See that? Think, every time we break these laws, that the commandments, we open the door and get whooped. Now let's go back to again. Let's find out y'all saw kept the seven day. Now he did. What about Paul? What did Paul do? Uh, do this in uh, 18 verse 4 back. What did he do? 18 verse 4. Acts chapter 18 verse 4. Verse 4 reads, and, and he reasoned in the temple every Sabbath and persuaded the Yada Judah and the And the t- that's, the, that's the northern ten, kingdom. And the ten northern tribes. The, and the ten northern tribes. Good. So now we find out. We find out that um, I'll get the Saturday. Now, most of the we need the Saturday. Let's see. Let's see. Can we catch the Saturday? 
Let's find out when the Sabbath day. Luke 1, 5, and 18, 11, Lord, be up there when, when, What time is the Sabbath day that we can get in action? Because Sabbath day cannot be 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Luke chapter 1, verse 5, 18, 11. Okay. <clears throat> Luke chapter one verses five through eleven. Eight just skip down to eight down to verse eleven. Oh, eight to eleven. Luke chapter one verses eight through Eleven, and it reads, and it came to pass that while the execution, the execution of the priest's office before Yahweh, in the order of his course, verse nine, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of Yahweh, verse 10. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense, verse 11. And there appeared unto him an angel of Yahweh standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Mm -hmm. So, uh, if we if we was playing to somebody in the class, what time do the Sabbath day start? According to the custom of the Sabbath day, you gotta do what? What do the biggest thing you gotta do? You gotta turn the lights on. You gotta turn the lights on. Yeah, so the Sabbath day starts when it's where well, you gotta turn the lights on. It don't start at nine o'clock in the morning, you gotta turn the lights on nine o'clock in the morning, eleven o'clock in the morning. The Sabbath day starts when you gotta turn the lights on. The custom of the priest was to come into the temple and turn the lights on because the people was outside praying, trying to get in there. But they couldn't get in until the lights get turned on. So the Sabbath day starts when the sun sets. So over is right. The Sabbath day starts when the sun sets. For your first job, uh working as an intern with yes. Will Smith, yes. you say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yes. off, yes. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but well, I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. Oh. So when we go and read Luke chapter 21, with that understanding, 
21, verse 36 and 37. I won't, I won't see who want who to paint this picture after it's read by Mother D. Of his way. Luke 21, 36 and 37. Luke 21, 36, and 37. Verse 36. Watch you therefore, and pray always, that you may be accounted worthy to escape all those things that shall come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. 37. And in the daytime, he was teaching in the temple. And at night, he went out and abode in the mount that is called the Mount of Olives. In the daytime, in the daytime, he was in the daytime he was teaching, and at night yeah. he went out. So what what is he saying here? What time in daytime is he teaching? When is he teaching according to uh, Sister Judith? Read again, 1 verse 5. Because remember, this was up one day. What do you mean by the daytime he was teaching? Genesis 1 verse 5. Genesis chapter 1 verse 5 reads, And Yahweh called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. So so when is this right here? He's going into the temple. In the daytime, he went into the temple. So when is he going? When is Yahweh going into the temple? Who want to help those three out in the national order? When is this right here? What time is he going into the temple? In the day, at the time he was teaching in the temple, and at night he went out. So at night he went out to the temple. So what is the daytime is that he going that he going in? What is the day, where is, who wanna help those see out about the daytime that he's doing it? And what you go through brings what's already in you out. Okay. So what for your first job, uh working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith, yeah. you say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yes. off, yes. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday Sunday. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say... Look, I'm really excited to be here, but well, I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. So when we read, um, this is Judas. When we read um, Luke 4, verse 16, can you put a timeline on this after you read Luke 4, 16? Then we come back and find out who won't pick this. Question and give an attitude. And Luke 21 37 says, In the daytime he was teaching in the temple, and at night he went out a bowl into the mountain. So, 
What kind of Israel? In Luke 4.16. Read us in Luke 4.16. What time is it? After reading. Luke chapter 4, verse 16. Verse 16 reads that he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his as his custom was, he went into the temple on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. So what time did what time is he going into the temple to read on the Sabbath day? What time is this up? Judas, he give you up in light of national. What time is this? When is the start of this him going into the temple? What time is this? According to the doctor, one in the evening. Oh yeah, in the evening. What's that mean? Uh, one thirty-two of Luke. What's that mean? Luke Yahweh. One thirty-two. What's that mean? What do you mean by in evening? You can't get when you say that that evening. You gotta have a verse to back it up. One one thirty-two. What do you mean by evening? Luke chapter. Luke chapter one verse thirty-two reads, "He shall be great." And shall be called the son of the highest, and the Yahweh shall give unto him the throne of his father David. Wait a minute. Well, hold on. I made a, I made an error on that, young uh, Um, I know it's Luke, but I want to know what time it is. Anybody else don't see out? But they know. Uh, Luke. Let's try Mark. I'm gonna try Mark one thirty. Mark one thirty two. Yeah, try Mark. Yeah, take it, young man. Hey, hey, you try Mark. Make that Mark 132. Take it, young man. Try Mark 132. Well, y'all go on. Let's do this. I'll try Mark 132. Mark, chapter 1, verse 32 reads, And at even, when the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased, and them that were obsessed with devils. Uh, okay, but but what time is according to Mark one thirty two? What time is he going in the, in the temple? According to Mark one thirty two, what time evening. is he going? In, what's that mean? She read what it mean? What the evening mean? She read at evening. When the sun when? did set. When the oh. sun did set. So he went on the Sabbath day at evening when? When the sun set. The sun, when the sun set. So when you keep your Sabbath, Sabbath, Sabbath day, you keep the Sabbath day, Friday night when the sun set. That is the beginning of the Sabbath day. That's the time you got to light the candles and turn the lights on. So Yahweh is coming there to the temple on Friday Evening, he's getting there by the time of the sun set. That's what time he's coming in to, to do some teaching. And the precept on that for the Judas is in the 16th chapter. On, the, on every feast day, how you keep the feast day. In the 16th chapter of Deuteronomy, it tells you exactly mm-hmm. how, you, how you honor the, the feast day. Tell you exactly when you do it according to the 16th chapter of Deuteronomy. You want to make sure we show them exactly how you, how the Bible these days is 
and verse number 6. Let's see what it says in Deuteronomy 16, verse 6. This is how you have all the feast days and all the high days, the Sabbath days. This is when you do it according to the Bible. In the 16th chapter, verse 6, let's read a little bit. Let's read Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 6. Verse 6 reads, But at the place which the Yaquan, thy Yaquan, shall chose to place his name in, there thou shalt sac- sacrifice the past, the feast at evening. At the, at the at evening, at the going down of the sun. So all big days, God, all high days, God, in the Bible, when do this? At evening, at yeah. the going down of the sun. The going down of the sun. So that's how, that's how you deal with all my Speak all of these days, it's at evening. And evening means the going down of the sun, where you got to turn the lights on. But then they tell you, a young line that that we got to remember these things. We're going to Daniel chapter eleven verse thirty. Let's find out well what will happen then. No, now okay, we clear about uh Mother B F Israel. We clear about Luke twenty one thirty seven. Read that again, mother, and, and break that down for us. Luke twenty one thirty seven. Break this down for us for the mass audience and Luke 2137. All right. Luke chapter 21. Luke 21. 30. 37. Or 36, 37. Luke 21. Luke 21, 36, 37. Watch you therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all those things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. 37. And in the daytime, the the evening you he was teaching in the temple and at night he in the day he went out and aboard in the mount which is called Mount Olive. So we find out right now when we deal with the Bible. Find out right now when we deal with the Bible. You got to do the. You got to. You got to. You got to come on back now to First uh, Peter, young line. So now we got to remember this now. So we go. We know we're doing the clock teaching. So we got to remember this thing. And First um, Peter two, verse twenty. We we'll reach to get our point, young line. On First Peter again, chapter two, verse twenty. And this is what he says now that we got to do. We're going to uh, the chief speaker of the nation of Israel. 
First Peter chapter 2, verse 20. Read. For what glory or honor is it when ye be buffeted for your faults? You should take it patiently. For if when you do well, suffer for it, you take it patiently. This is susceptible with Yahweh. Verse 21. For even here too, you will call, because your father's son also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow his steps. Twenty-two. Okay, so, that's good. So we both follow. So what? What is it? What is it that we both follow? What have we been reading that this step that we both do to follow? What? How we both follow his step? By keeping what day and what time? Can we follow his steps? How can we follow his steps and just an example? What did he do that we've been reading the last 30 minutes to follow his He just left us an example. When he left us up, he traveled that. He went to the temple on Friday, and he stayed there all the way until the sunset on Saturday. From evening to evening, he stayed there. That's what he did. That's why we do know the father's example. Mm-hmm. That must have meant it was a lot of teachers there. It was, he might have opened it up and talked. Then when he got up, he shot out somebody else's teacher. So we we clear now to follow Yahweh's example. We have to raise up our teachers that once we in the big spot. We got to have teachers to open up when the sun sets. And after he do so many hours and I tap on the shoulder, it got to be a resting place for another teacher to come in and start teaching. We got to run that thing around the clock. That's why we got a lot of us to do. We got to get a lot of people prepared. But it's going to happen. When the Saturday starts, the Saturday it's over with when the sun set again. That means you got to be some teachers prepared to tap a teacher on the shoulder and say, well, you're going to put in enough hours. You take your rest. I got it now. Not tapping on the shoulder. And I got it next. It got to go all the way to the sunset. So y'all part the sun, but y'all to be there all the way from the beginning to the end of it. So to get the blessing. If Yahweh can open up for us, he's going to prepare us to be able to open the Sabbath day up in the great temple site with the school and everything prepared for us and rest in quarters for us to, for the teachers to, because there'll be always people coming in all Sabbath long. So a teacher got to be in place to open up through so many hours. Get out the way. I love you to come in and teach because the place will be that big enough to run it all the way around. What we gotta do? But we gotta get. We gotta get. We gotta get prepared for this day. What that verse says in um, is it Matthews or Luke? What's it? The, the, the harvest is plenty, but the labor is few. What verse is that? Is that 941 somewhere? Where that verse at? Who help me out? We need to read that verse. That's why we call the airways humble 
You got to get brothers prepared to be in a seat. Then a brother will pass you, tap on the shoulder and say, I got it. I got it. We got to run that Sabbath day all the way around the clock. See? That's why it's so important to contribute to this ministry and donate to this ministry. Because we're going to make it happen on the 5th of Yahweh, and we're going to do the Sabbath day across the Bible. We're going to have a teacher's place when the sun sets. We're going to do so many hours. We're going to get out the way, and another teacher is going to come in. We're going to run it all the way through. But what we got to do now is for the first to write this act. we got to get teachers prepared to know what they got to do according to the scripture. And y'all are going to bless us. They have teachers all through the night, all the way to the end of that day, teaching the word of Yahweh. He's going to bless us with what we need to work with. And our job is to get the brothers in order. And the mother's got to be in order where they can come in from one classes and check on them to see if they're doing the right thing. Of course, it's going to happen. That's why we call airways humble to get you prepared for this thing because it's going to happen. But you got to be ready to go because the field can't teach no 24 hours, no, around the clock. They got these other brothers in the past that say, I got it, my turn. My turn, my turn. So you got to be a spot big enough. You got to have your neon signs out there. Let them know the Bible good crash going all the way. Life flashing. So you always can be able to get your word on the Sabbath. You might be just get off of work at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. You come on in with your friends on and get your word because you're teaching them. Teach. Yeah. That's how it's going to be. 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 That's how Teachers got to start tightening up and come on the broadcast and get in the order. So we don't have But as you bring your teachers in now, something else is going to happen. And you got to be aware of something else going to happen. Now let's go to Daniel chapter 11, verse 30, you got to Now, something else is going to happen now. Let's go to 11, verse 30 and read what's going to happen in 11, verse 30. Now, we got to be aware of this. Hey, um, Lord dear Israel, what do Second Corinthians say, 2 11? Second Corinthians, chapter 2 11. Chapter 2. <clears throat> okay. Second Corinthians, chapter 2, verse 11 reads. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his device. Yes. But once we start uh, unlocking this, we got to be clear, Satan coming. 
and we cannot be ignorant of his devices. Now, how is it? Now, we got to find out, but we got to have something to work with to find out what kind of devices we're going to have. Let's go to Daniel 11, verse 30, y'all. Let's find out now. Now, we got to find out what's going to be some of the things that he's going to try to put on us that we cannot be ignorant of it when time comes. 11 verse 30. Let's start at 11 verse 30. Daniel, you know, line verse 30. Book of Darius is here, chapter 11, verse 30. Read. But his ships of Chittim shall come against him. Therefore, he should be grieved and return and have indignation against the righteous covenant. So shall he do. He shall even return and shall have intelligence with them that forsake the righteous covenant. What, what, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by he's gonna return, but he gonna have he gonna have intelligence with him, and intelligence is gonna be against the covenant. What that mean? He gonna have intelligence with him. That means you have intelligence. What's that supposed to mean? He gonna have um, corn, shell, throw with it. What's that mean, that young man? Now bring out the definition again. Corn. Tail pro. That means he gonna return. Mm. He will have intelligence with him. What that mean? What that mean he gonna have with him? Corn tail pro. Yep. What that mean? He won't be doing. Corn tail pro. Hold on. Hold on, your line. So what we start doing all this good stuff, doing showing how to validate, hold these, all the great things that. Y'all got written. All of a sudden, you will have to come in your midst. They're going to be sent. Intelligence going to be sent among you. What's that supposed to mean? Corn tail pro. Bring it out again. This is good, Mother Dear Israel. Corn tail pro. It's an acronym for counterintelligence program. A series of illegal projects conducted by the FBI from 1956 to 1971. The program's goal was to be discredited and neutralized organizations that were considered subversive to U.S. political stability. Yes. Good. That's good. So you see what he's saying? It's gonna be it's gonna be um intelligence. And intelligence all it means informants and spies. So now how so you're not gonna be able to recognize them because they um got on fringes and they look like you in color. No. No. Don't think that when you do get in this when you saw it. Educating the minds and showing that this day is wrong and got the big location going on. Here it comes. And they're going to come to neutralize you. Huh? Trap you up. Infiltrate into your place and see what they can found you on. They say, well, they're not doing nothing. Okay, well, they're not doing nothing. But since you're inside the place, 
Won't you go in there and collect something inside the place and do something? Plant something there. Because right now, if they, if they um, keep pulling this off, let's go, let's go to EZRA. So now we're trying to get you informed. And, now it's like EZRA told that, you know what I mean? Person. 
that were never good. They think to escape the justice of Yahweh. 